Attention students, the Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. What is that? The future of radio, you jabronis. God, that was so loud. Welcome to New Jabroni Pro Wrestling with me, Daniel Salorzno, and Bonesaw once again. Hello! <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it's going to be so fast. We're going to do the section so fast. It's going to be under 30 minutes. I'm going to tie him into everything. We're going to nail it. Oh man, we're going to nail it so hard. High and tight. Uh, uh, we're in round seven, night 13, at the uh, Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium in Osaka, G. Now, I wonder, uh, <laughs> well, I don't wonder anything. What I mean uh, what I uh, mean to say is that uh, you really need to watch Kill a Kill in English, at least at least the part where they're in Osaka, because that, uh, that, that dude who makes it rain money, much in the same way that uh, uh, Okada does, it's... <laughs> The direction that they went in for how that dude's voice was is uh, very funny. And he says he is from osaka G. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that one on the list. I'll bump that up on the priorities. I mean, j- just watch that three or four episodes. That's, that's good enough, yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough, enough jibber-jabber. Um, on to the jibber-jabber. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so... I just wanted to say right before we started, and trust me, it's still going to be 30 minutes. It's going to be 30 minutes, and I'm going to uh, fit in this anecdote really quick. Uh, G1 Climax Rewind. I watched the uh, final today uh, from the very first G1 Climax, which was Masahiro Chono and Keiji Mudo. Okay. And, and Keiji Mudo, he does the uh, back handspring in the elbow thing. Uh, that uh, that China liked to do when she yeah. really had her uh, thing or whatever, and I just had the thought. I wonder if China was ever sitting around watching G1 Climax videos, being like, "I like that. And that guy's a legend. I'm gonna utilize that move." I like to think that. I like to think it too, because now there's a new generation of people doing it because China was doing it. When I saw Keiji Mudo do it, I was like, "Oh right, it's it's." It's it's surprising how good of quality wrestling there was in 1991. If you knew where to look, <laughs> things happened before 1999. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, there was oh, there was so much garbage. The, I refuse the ni- to admit it. Yeah. Oh my god, the 90s was just awful in WWF. All <laughs> right, uh, it's, let's talk about something that's not awful, which is the first uh, the first match of the night with a uh, uh, between Bad Luck Folly and Kenta. And I'd like to say for this match, uh. This match was so easy to enjoy because to me the stakes felt non-existent. Probably yeah. not not for Kenna, but certainly for Fale. Yeah, it seemed to it definitely opened the door for uh, uh for, for for the for the bullshit to pick up a notch and uh, for some for some spoiler shenanigans to really begin. Yeah. Um and also, this uh, this match kind of had that thing where it's like, okay, uh, this will be bad for Kenta if Fale wins. So that that was sort of uh, looming, and like obviously, the, the chances for someone to lose against the Bullet Club is a lot, especially because there's like three other guys that they have to contend with. <laughs> they had enough people to put someone on commentary. <laughs> God, uh, I I had I had something about about Chase Owens being on commentary. <laughs> my my something was that he was on commentary. Oh, uh, there there was a there was some good stuff there. Uh Rocky Romero called him an idiot and I don't know if you saw this, but if you look in the background right when he happened, you could see the announce table. Uh in the background, Chase Owens just looked at Rocky incredulously for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. It it was in the background, but I I just I just happened to catch him, and he just he just speechless, just just look at him like, oh man. <laughs> uh, what what did you what did you like about this match? As far as like, was there were there any spots that jumped out at you or anything? No, I okay. So far as like the actual wrestling match that took place in like the first half of the time, there were nothing that stood out other than when Kenta does his corner cannonball. Mm-hmm. 
he never actually extends his legs and kicks, so it's more just like a, a butt bounce. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, it's so extremely delayed that he never gets the legs out. It, that he never actually does it. Yeah, yeah he just kind of <laughs> lands on you with his ass. Uh, yeah, any any good spots that you kind of thought of? I mean, me, me in particular, uh, just Fale literally laying the smack down on Kenta. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Not and, enough to write it down, but I liked it. And well, it's a. Uh, I'll only mention it because every subsequent match of this night had a really good slap in it. Like every yes. match had a very good slap in it. Yeah, it was a great night for slaps. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, aside from that, you know, it was, it was a fine match. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, I, I think one th- call a cool thing that I saw was a uh, uh, Kenta went for that reverse tornado DDT. And Fale yes. took him all the way around and like put him down onto the apron, and I was like, "That's a good reversal." That was good. Yeah, give the big guy credit. And uh, let's give him all the credit because he won. He uh, won with a clean wrestling move. And and according to Chase Owens. and according to Chase Owens, and I quote, "Fale won." <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Romero is not amused. <laughs> Moving on to the next match. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Archer. I think maybe all uh, I was looking forward to this match 100%. What about you? Obviously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Ar- Ar- Archer's one of my new favorites, and, and Zack Sabre Jr.'s climbing quick. And just, I like I like that with his personality, you compare him with a lot of people that make me excited to see how he's going to interact with somebody. Yeah, and th- I think that was uh, – I. I commented that the first time we watched him in a match. I was like, I'd like to see how he works everyone else in this thing. Mm-hmm. And he does it uh, fucking well. Yeah. Uh, this match had uh, this match had uh, some good things. Uh, classic Archer, but with a twist. Uh, destroying all the young lions. And then really getting up into the camera's face and getting a good close-up while he laid that EPD claw in on that guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He had, yeah, he had, like, the nose and the mouth sealed shut as he was screaming <laughs> into the camera. His murder hawk flowing behind him in the wind. <laughs> I'm glad to have a name with it now. <laughs> they said murder hawk, and then, like, they said it, like, 20 more times. I was like, oh, all my God. All the kids are going to be lining up to get their very own murder hawks. <laughs> Parents will be called. Oh, God. Uh... How 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 about this match? Uh, how how would you rank? L- let's start with how would you rank this match in terms of how how good it was compared to the other nights? I almost like I have I finished this match. And I was like that could be a match of the night right there. That was a good fucking match. Yeah, no, that definitely would have been a contender. Um, it's a, yeah. I always want to see where when when Zack Saber Jr. takes it into that technical territory with uh, all his ma- manipulations and reversals. You know, people most people. Are, or then answer the call and do what they can do with that. And I really wanted to see what, what the big guy could do. And he's shown some real spry athleticism before in some other instances. So yeah, he kept up, he kept up well. So I was really impressed. Can I just say that a man that size should not be able to do that? Kevin, Ryan, (laughs) Rocky, anyone, a man that size shouldn't be able to do that. What are some things that he shouldn't be able to do? A kip up. (laughs) That was really sweet. That was not expected. (laughs) And the night before, he did the moonsault off of the tightrope walk. Oh, yeah, that was so great. <laughs> uh, he, what, well, here was a good thing that he did. I've never seen a cool-looking body slam, and I, I think all body slams kind of became, like, uh, moot as to, like, how cool they were after maybe, like, Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant. <laughs> right, yeah, but now it's just a jab. The, the the body slam yeah the body slam wasn't cool until you know Taka Michinoku added sit, sitting out on it and made the Michinoku driver, which makes body slams look really fucking cool. Uh, but he 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 like had him up like he had him up for the body slam and he was just holding him with one hand <laughs> and, it, and he just like stalled the body slam, which I've never seen anyone do that before either. And I was like, okay, I like that. That was a cool mm-hmm. body slam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about some things that Zach? How about some things that Zach Saber Jr. did? How about the thing where he uh, he countered the derailleur into a into a guillotine? 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, I that was a good one. You saw that. him reverse. He changing his course off the off the bounce. It's like, oh, he's going for it. He's got something in mind. Oh man, uh, another he another great guillotine that he did was like on on the top turnbuckle, and then like you you see Archer like you see the look in his eyes of I'm going to fucking power slam you off of this, and then you can almost see Zack Saber Jr. like think the better of it, and he just kind of <laughs> like releases it and gets down and backs off, <laughs> and that's. I thought that that just added a nice little layer of like they're, you know, making decisions on what the moves and not just like doing moves. And uh, with with Zack Sabre Jr. and I'm sure you can you'll th- kind of think of this when I say it. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of off offense in his ar- arsenal. Yeah, no, I guess not in in that normal sense of. Yes. Moves where you hit somebody and actually do something. Yeah. <laughs> I I counted I counted uh he's got uppercuts. He's got he pen- uppercuts. penalty kicks. Yes, the penalty kick and, and he'll do a clothesline. I think that's about I think we hit all three. Yeah. It's a uh, which is a weird thing, but it makes his uh, matches uh, interesting interesting to watch. Yeah, you know, I never really I yeah, I haven't noticed that. Uh, I've obviously noticed it, but never put pen to paper and then thought about that. That's a good point. And uh, I, let, let's touch back on some things that Archer shouldn't be able to do. I, I feel like we didn't really get all the way into that. <laughs> Ace is high. <laughs> Which one's that? I... A, okay. Uh, Ace is high is the move that Tanahashi does. It's it's just a uh, – but instead of them being supine, they're actually like standing on, on their legs. It's just a fucking splash basically. Oh, okay. But but he did that he did that into him and I was just like oh nice, um, he's got his he's got his sentons off the apron. Oh yeah, he's 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 got he's got good stuff. He's got sentons for days. <laughs> yeah, he's surprising. He's constantly surprising me with with something different. And the the thing that really su- surprised all of us at the end of this match is after breaking his own two count, <laughs> his, his blatant stupidity also surprises me. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, oh man, yeah, he, he did not win. <laughs> so, aside from him putting a hard EBD on Marty Asami afterwards for the lose, that's pretty much everything that happened in that match. Putting, putting the claw on as Zack Sabre Jr. watches and cackles with laughter. Oh god, it was so great. Uh, <laughs> uh let, let's move, let's move on to match three. And uh, I'm going to start first by saying that I lost, uh, I kind of lost focus a little bit in this match uh, when another named move appeared. Ooh, yeah, I did take the time to start writing the list down, so I'm ready, I'm ready to add to it. So I've got 10 down. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I was, okay. Lay them on me. Okay. Robinson Special, Ozcutter, Stormbreaker, Hidden Blade, Cheeky Nando's, Spanish Fly, Pip Pip Cheerio, Bloody Sunday. In okay, a di- that's the eight I've got. That that's the list that you have. Yes. Add to that coast to coast, and what? and the Sasuke special. He's got two <laughs> special specials. What's it's the a, coast to coast. Yeah, coast to coast. He just he, lay, he laid but he laid the coast to coast and the Sasuke special in in that match, and I was like, huh? How about that? Oh man. I'm going to run out of notebook just for his moves. <laughs> write it down and write it down well. This is uh, so this match is a uh, I I like I like Evil, I like Osprey and I like them working together. I I think that they're I I think that Osprey is the kind of dude who could maybe uh elevate Evil's uh insanity level in terms of like st- stepping up the match. What do you think about that? Yeah, it seemed. I, I thought Evil's one. I haven't quite made up my mind on where I what I think of him exactly. And uh, seems like we've seen. I've seen matches where I really liked him, and I haven't liked him so much in others. And this was one where, yeah, I think he worked well with Osprey, and was a really entertaining match from both sides. Not just because what Osprey was doing, it definitely seemed to elevate uh, Evil. Um, and, and you could tell that Evil was was excited about the match because he forgot how to use a chair and get it inside the ring. <laughs> at the very start 
Uh, Will Osprey then showed him how the chair worked, which, yes. which is which is fair. It's maybe maybe he just got confused for a minute. <laughs> I, I evil. I I think he's. I think what I've decided about him is that he's really well rounded. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's yeah. That's my assessment. Yeah. That I I think I think that's a good way to put it because he can just he he can work anyone to to varying degrees and I think. I think that we're on these home stretches, like these home stretch of matches now. Like we're probably gonna see some uh, more cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's see some cool stuff, like him remembering how to use the chairs. It's you don't fold them up and down like Will Osprey. Oh, I mean that's one aspect. That, of, that was of, quite a silly way to do it too. Yeah. I don't know how they do it over across the pond, but in I, America. Yeah, I I like to fir- I like to use two chairs when I sit down. First, I like to put one chair around uh, a friend's neck, let's say, and I like to take the second chair and just baseball the bat the shit out of that. And this time he took the time to really watch it fly too. Uh oh yeah that <laughs> that was that was the great part. While that was happening, because he did take his good time, I I sat down and thought to myself. Remember that Fale did this, and the first match that Fale had was against Evil, which means that was the uh, very first somebody stealing somebody else's moves uh, in in the tournament. That okay, thank you for saying that because I was racking my brain thinking, man, we've seen a few people utilize this baseball chair off someone's head maneuver. Um, I remember it in the first night. Oh no, wait, I think that was that was an Evil match. Yeah, okay, so it's just been Evil. My brain can't keep track of all the other wrestlers because these combinations been coming so fast and furious. I thought it was evil in that first match too, because I just figured it must be since he's done it so many times. Uh, yeah, thank you. It's yeah. Folly. Yeah, I thought so. And that retroactively makes me like Folly even more. <laughs> he's a trendsetter. Yeah, he's he's a move stealer, and, <laughs> and, then, he got, and then he got moved. And he moved it out before it got uncool. Uh, yeah, he. It was. Oh man, I I liked it a lot. Um. Any anything else great in this match that you saw is wor- worth mentioning? I mean, it was a pretty even uh, match. Osprey got some cool stuff in, maybe. Yeah, I thought Osprey had some really cool stuff in there. Um, he had that rolling counter. Uh, he was getting held up over the shoulder for like a suplex or a lift or something from Evil, mm-hmm. but he he rolled out of that into a stunner. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was that a really was, good stunner. Yeah, that was that that was a uh, very very nice. I like that. I've I've seen him do that before, and he hasn't done that for this entire tournament. So I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I really like that. Cause he did the uh, that, spin flip out of everything is evil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. the sit out power bomb. <laughs> oh man, yeah. He he did a lot of good stuff. Did um, uh, I, and I realized too that I I like darkness falls. That's a cool looking move. Yeah, it, it's a. Uh, it's kind of like oh, it. It's like an sto or whatever, which is mm-hmm. it, it, it. It's sort of like a. I mean, it's really kind of like a uh, fucking cooler version of maybe like a rock bottom or whatever mm-hmm. i mean it's just, it's the same kind of motion it's, it's yeah an that, that's kind of it yeah space tornado ogawa god japan is weird <laughs> uh yeah osprey hit a big ass lariat on him too i mean there there was I, I i did have to ponder just a little bit about uh red red shoes in this match this is the only other thing that I wanted to mention. And I thought to myself, why does Red Shoes always catch this guy's leg to, you know, for, for the, uh, for the assist? Oh, like that would have specifically seemed like something where Red Shoes like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with your bullshit right now. <laughs> and his first instinct is to help. Yeah. But then later when he uh, set up Red Shoes for the magic killer, Red Shoes fucking put, uh, put Osprey's legs. Yeah. down. I was like, nope, I'm not, I'm not doing that. You just, yeah, he'll he'll do it the first time, but he won't do it twice in one match. <laughs> <laughs> Fool me once. <laughs> but uh, each night, the uh, the one thing that that was cool about this match, uh, it had it was a uh, sort of Damocles looming over Evil, but fortunately he did not have to worry about that because that was a win for Evil. Everything was evil. Everything was so so evil. Uh, win there. And yeah, unless you can think of anything, let's just move on to the next match. When Osprey goes off for the os cutter and he springboards off the ropes, um, he puts in a little extra wiggles, like, mm-hmm. and he looks like a salmon kind of swimming upstream. <laughs> it helps get him all the way into the center of the ring. That was it. 
Oh, you know what? That did remind me of one more thing that happened to Will Ospreay, and I, uh, I just, I've been gl- just kind of like skimming, skimming my notes that I wrote down. But there was one, uh, there, there was just one part in the. Oh yeah, that's right. He did, he did his little super. He he did his little superhero landing thing, and like he flew all the way across the ring. Like he was running at top speed, and he like did that back handspring and the fucking backflip, and he made it like all the way back to the other side of the ring, almost like he was going. Yeah, I think he looked a little surprised. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking speeding bullet there. Uh, next next match of the night, uh, and this match was just sort of a so-so affair, kind of. I thought uh, it was Ibushi and Tanahashi. What did you think? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't take away too much from it. I thought maybe it was because I was a little bit tired. That was near the end of uh, my opportunity to take in a, a few Z's. Oh yeah. This afternoon, so I was kind of starting to get a little tired. But I, I went back and looked at it again, and no, it wasn't me. It it really wasn't. There was a, it was a pretty ho hum affair. Yeah. Uh, Including the fact that Koto Ibushi lost a tooth. <laughs> he did. Did he lose a tooth? I don't know. It looked. I thought I saw I mean, it happen. He sure was bleeding from the mouth a lot. I, he was bleeding from the mouth. I didn't like. I I figured they would have. What a ho hum affair. However, uh, I I will say this. I liked that they shoehorned some storytelling into the match. Uh, which which made the which ended up making the the end of the match you know kind kind of work a little bit better because that that was. Really, the only thing that I even got remotely invested in was when yes. they kind of cram that stuff in. But uh, before we get to that, any spots that you can think of that were worth, that were worth mentioning? Any musings? I mean, I think if I'm going to go with slap of the night, I'm going to go with one of the ones in uh, from probably from Tanahashi in that very long slap exchange oh, yeah. that slap, started off with Tana fast. with like four good slaps, and then they started trading back and forth, and they were they were good ones left and right. Oh, so yeah. I I don't know who to give it to, but I. Or which particular one, but definitely Tanahashi had the most good ones. I yeah, I think the punctuation on the end of the first slap on the end of the first slap fest. Maybe they both. I I don't remember. So it was a good slap fest. People got slapped. Yeah, just fucking slapping. Uh, <laughs> Tanahashi missed the high fly flow, and when mm-hmm. Ibushi kind of like rolled up and he was like in the corner, he looked like he had Super Saiyan hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. It, it was it was all over the place. <laughs> he was he was starting to get a little ragey there at the end. So yeah, appropriate time uh, to go Super Saiyan. Uh, and, and, he, and Tanahashi hit a decent sling blade. I thought that one looked good. Yeah, that uh, I th- I think I kind of like the ones that don't go all the way around clean. I almost like it's like it goes around halfway and then it goes around the other half of the way. Yeah, and, it, and and then it like maybe looks like it sort of has that bit of torque on the end. I mm-hmm. I, I prefer those ones uh, as opposed to the really smooth ones because it just looks like ring around the rosy to me. Yeah, this one he's like he actually was like, ripping his neck off. Uh, there, that spot right towards the end, right 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 before the end, uh, Ibushi just hit Tana with two really good kicks, and after the second one, just Tana just fucking went down. Hmm. And that that ended up clearing the way for the end of that match. Uh, really emotional finish. I guess Ibushi was trying to live up to Tanahashi's standards or something. Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Uh, yeah, I've always wanted to always want to be my idol. Or however, however we're framing that one. Yeah, it seemed it seemed like he was a bout. He really took a victory lap after after he that did. match. He took his time. Uh. I, I noticed yeah, that, was, that was about as emotional I got as I got. I I know uh, I didn't realize he was taking his time uh, until he got all the way to the end of the first side. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, I wouldn't. I was thinking like I didn't understand why there weren't people behind him, and then I realized that the ramp was like really tall, and there there was a a whole ramp in between the other side of the crowd. Uh, when he was going up, when he was going up the first side, somebody dropped their bear, and he kind of just doubled back and picked it up for him to be polite. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> Just dumb. And he went up the other side, and everyone everyone got a handshake. High fives for all. Next match. Um. Uh, a win for Ibushi. Uh, a win for Ibushi. Next match, and this was the uh, the main event was a uh, Okada versus Sonata, and I first want to say this crowd was fucking hyped. 
Yeah, that I, I'm always I always catch it when they're I don't always know what they're chanting, but when they start chanting stuff, I'm I'm always I always make note because it's not always the most vocal audience, at least that I can hear. Might be the microphones again. They were uh, chanting Sakana is what they were cha- uh, chanting. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's is what that it's like a portmanteau of these two guys. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, I like no. Oka- uh, Oka- no, I'm I'm joking. I don't know what that, I typed earlier. That's Okanata. What it, that that's what it sounded like they they were <laughs> chanting Sakana, which is a uh, uh, what I had for dinner tonight. It's fish. Oh, which one's the fish? Oh man, which one? Uh, Sakana. It, uh, it's a portmanteau. You could put those two guys together, and then they form the uh, Mat- Matsumara Fish Fish Works or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> fish bulb. Uh, so this this match went on. Oh god, I'm stupid. <laughs> uh the crowd was hyped and uh Sonata is a fucking hype man for sure and if you're already in for a match where you're like Okada yeah what did you like about this match as far as just like the crowd being being crazy I liked I mean I like always like Okada taking his time did he plug his ears at some point at the beginning it seemed like he was he was deafened by the roars at first <laughs> that would be funny and I, I enjoyed that. if he did that. And, if he, and in my mind, he did, because that's what I saw. Um, yeah, from there, I mean, they gave the crowd something to enjoy this whole time. This match just started nice and slow burn and just picked up and ran from there. So can uh, let, let's just let's just say, uh, can we can we agree to fast forward to the part in the match where Sonata started to work the skull and the skull end sequence. We can do that. If you just remember that, uh, Okada gave some clap back to red shoes with the count. My pin count my pin. <laughs> when he tried to go for the foot on the chest. <laughs> I liked Okada getting sassy. Oh God. Oh, you know what? That's a perfectly Okada is sassy. He's a, he's a really sa- sassy champion. I, I mm-hmm. like it. I, I dig it. Um, well, okay. Uh, th- so they, yeah, let's go into the, when Skull End showed up. That was when that was when shit got nuts. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, I guess since both of these are Skull End related things, before we actually got into the end Skull End sequence, uh, he tried to put in the Skull End, and then Okada did a fucking uh. Oh no, uh, Okada evaded, but then he got behind him and just did like a perfect tiger suplex with a bridge. I love I love a really good looking bridge and like I love a tiger suplex. So he threw that um, bridge on it and it looked fucking beautiful. Um yeah, I'm always in for a tiger suplex. And uh, you keep the bridge in it. Yeah, nothing nothing but bonus points for that. Uh and then when 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 he was up on the turnbuckle and he backflipped over Okada into a skull end, that was fucking sweet. <laughs> oh, you I mean you skipped the first time when he went to try the the skull end and Okada ran up the turnbuckle. Oh yeah, oh yeah, to flip oh, over him oh, and then oh, yeah. get him into the tombstone position. Oh yeah, may, that may as well worth. And uh, every time a skull end was uh, threatened to be applied in this match, something cool happened. Yeah, that was like the base position for all the cool shit that they had. All the all the best spots were starting from the. Uh, the skull and reverse DDT hold. Uh, my my observance uh, when the when the ending skull end sequence went in was the the crowd was fucking losing it. Yeah, they were hot. They were hot as hell. Uh, and I was I was also losing. It. This, uh, this is fucking match of the night for me. Like I like, mm-hmm. I got I got fucking sucked in really hard, and I was like, I, I was I was super invested. Did I smoke a little bit of pot before this pot, uh, before this match? Perhaps I wasn't. I wasn't sure if that's what I was noti- noticing. But, but I mean, like I was like sucked in. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my mm-hmm. god. And Okada, uh, what what did you think when Okada, uh, Okada started fading the first time? Because that's that's where I started getting in, and I was like, oh. When he started fading the first time, I was. It- my initial instinct was to kind of kick in with a feeling I'm having now, which is like, I might be seeing too much Okada cause he's winning so much mm-hmm. and I might be getting tired of just watching him win. Even though I understand why he's the champ, he's got to take the most wins most likely to continue to look strong. Sure. 
and it's not against anything he does in the ring because he brings out the best in his opponent. He gets the crowd hyped and he puts on an excellent match every time. But I was starting to think like, nah, he's just gonna he's just gonna reverse something and come back and win the match. And then I thought, oh well, he's got to he's got to lose at some point in this tournament. Maybe it could be now, but I still didn't think it was gonna happen. So I was not I didn't believe it yet. I yes, yeah, same here. Uh, I I thought maybe my my money would have been on evil. Uh, if he would, if he was gonna, if he was gonna take an L somewhere in the tournament, uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe it either. Oh my fucking god, Sonata wins the fucking match. It it was uh, it was crazy after after that last little bit there. Like, oh, uh, like oh, okay. you know what? I'm really glad that they apply fucking logic to why things happen in matches and why people win and that sort of stuff instead of it just all completely being fucking at the whims of a fucking madman. <laughs> uh, so that match was amazing. We got to get to the end here. Uh, I noticed Shooter was assisting Okada up the ramp. <laughs> oh, I didn't catch Shooter. <laughs> yeah, he was he was taking Okada up the ramp. That uh, yeah, it, it seems like he does have to pull ringside duties from time to time. Oh yeah, I'm certain of it. And, I've noticed him a couple times. And uh, I liked when uh, they they brought out the fireflies, turn the house lights off, get all yeah. those, <laughs> get all those light phones up. It was uh, pretty great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, for someone who's been bringing it this tournament and really been impressive, someone I didn't know anything about beforehand, uh, rise into the competition. Sonata deserves a a high profile win like that. Yeah, I, I'm. Really, he's been great. I'm I'm really stoked about what that implies for the future too. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, after after the G1 madness is over, uh, that's something we might uh, start to dig into. I think. Yeah, I think I've heard that perhaps usually when a title, when a champion loses a match, they they will often in between this and like one of the big events, they might get the next title shot because they got a win over the champ in a uh, non-title situation. It would be absolutely cowardly of them not to, I think. Absolutely. And uh and, and Okada's no coward. Yeah, Okada's no chicken for for sure. Uh, that, uh, that does it. And we're only two minutes over the, uh, 30 minute time we allotted less, however long the uh, theme song of the show is it's a whopping seven and a half minutes. So we're actually, uh, actually under the clock <laughs> or we spent 30 minutes talking about the G I don't know. I can, I can make it so that we only spent 30 minutes. Fix it in post. Yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots of pauses. I could fix in post. I could shave 10 seconds off this podcast easily. Easy. Uh, well, uh, that, that covers it, uh, the, the, uh, points for the, uh, A block now, and, uh, I think we had someone else drop off now because something bad happened, or not, I don't remember. No, I think all the same people are still canceled. I think it's all the same, cause, cause Top Man stopped. Yeah. So we got Archer 4, Fale 4, Sonata 6, uh, a meaningless 6 points, but goddamn, that was a fucking hell of a match. Uh, Kenta with eight. <laughs> now we don't have to worry about Kenta anymore. <laughs> uh, Okada with 12 and his first loss of, of the tournament. Uh, we got Osprey for Tanahashi with eight, Ibushi with 10 baby and evil with eight. Uh, I told you Ibushi and, and, and Okada closing it out at the, uh, for the end of a block. That's going to be for it for the, for the block. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it's going to be goddamn close. Uh, I'm, it seems like all the uh, the excitement is really in the A block as far as like this. Can, this has been my block. Yeah, can someone can someone uh, dethrone Okada? That's my excitement for the A block. My B my B block thing. It's still like it's so goddamn even. It's yeah. so way no one's eliminated in the B block yet. But that's gonna change when we cover it tomorrow. And by tomorrow, I mean uh, right after these commercial messages. <laughs> Ignore everything. You don't know anything about us. Hi, my name is Dick Strickland, and you may know me as the voice of Jabroni University, Daniel Solorenzo. Sorry, Solorzno. Even I get that wrong sometimes. When I was at the lowest point in my life, I reached out to find the truth, the light, and the one salvation of the Draft Podcast. Don't be left for dead in the dark. Make the draftpod.com the true lord in your life. That's the draftpod.com. And we're back. By which I mean, I'm back. Ryan died on the way back to his home planet. So we are uh, back uh, with Night 14's uh, Round 7 still. Uh, we still in Osaka, G, at the Osaka Prefectural Gymnasium. 
And uh, we're just going to get right into it. It's going to be fast because I don't have anyone to talk to except for you. So here it goes. Uh, Yano versus Ishii. <laughs> this match already made me laugh because uh, Yano actually wrestled in it. <laughs> he he starts just immediately. Like, he's loosening the turn. He's got like three of the turnbuckle pads off of the turnbuckles before Ishii even gets to the ring. Uh. Th- when I say he had to wrestle, I mean, like, Ishii wasn't putting up with his normal Yano bullshit. Yano grabs a chair out of the crowd and sits in the middle of the ramp and invites Ishii to, you know, come meet him on the outside of the ring. And Ishii just nods to the referee, and the referee starts counting, and then <laughs> Yano, like, as time gradually moves on, realizes that Ishii is not going to go meet him, and he has to, like, run back into the ring uh, at the count of 19. Uh, so, just, this is already a kind of different match. It was pretty funny. Uh, he, uh, I'm Yano can wrestle, uh, to my understanding. I'd, li- I'd like to go back and watch some of his old matches and actually see some of that stuff go down, but... He was pulling some stuff out. Uh, he actually put Ishii down a couple times with some clotheslines and stuff. Uh, really, really good at reversals he is. Uh, just He pulls them out of nowhere, and they're pretty good. So uh, if only he could have reversed the results of the match because Ishii did end up winning. <laughs> and I'll probably say Ishii's not getting matched of the night tonight. <laughs> Although th- this is a good start. It was super entertaining. Uh, so another two points for uh, Ishii and uh, moving right along. Uh, we got Juice vs. Taichi. And uh, so the whole start of this match is outside of the ring stuff. Uh, just, you know, the the normal Taichi fuckery. Uh this doesn't have anything to do with anything, but Jushin Thunder Liger on commentary. And that makes me happy. Uh, <laughs> Kanemaru is, is also like there with Taichi and just also causing problems. Juice just very loudly to him and just goes, I'm tired of your shit. <laughs> and that made me laugh. Uh, and he proved he was tired of his shit by giving him a big old left hand of God uh, while he was uh, on the apron. And just fucking the whiskey in his mouth just went flying all over the place. Uh, I And it fucking connected. It was loud and gross sounding. <laughs> it was a really good left hand of God. Um, however... What I didn't like was when Miho Abe was on the uh, outside of the ring, you know, a- attending the Kanemaru. Juice Robinson looked at her and he goes, you keep your bitch ass over there. And I ain't down with that. And now I'm glad that he lost because, haha, Taichi wins. That's your fault for disrespecting women. Also, uh, I'm going to award slap of the, uh, slap of the night to Miho Abe. <laughs> Because <laughs> she slapped the fuck out of Juice Robinson while I think Kanemaru had him in like a full Nelson or something. So that's what you get, Juice. Learn to respect women. Because we respect women around here and we ain't down with that. Moving along. Uh, Jeff Cobb versus Hiroki Goto. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about this match. Uh, Goto wins it. Uh... I'm I'm scared that I'm starting to get a little bit of wrestling fatigue. Uh, you know, this is you know the fourteenth night of wrestling that I've watched in like three weeks, and this this was a fine match. Uh, I mean, it's Goto. I kind of have a hard time latching onto anyway. I haven't I haven't quite figured out what you know what he is, and like maybe or may or maybe he just doesn't do it for me. I mean, I kind of said that before, but. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm still figuring him out. Uh, Jeff Cobb is, you know, Jeff Cobb. Uh, he was doing all of his Jeff Cobb things. I, I liked it. If there's a thing that Jeff Cobb does in a match, he did it in this match. Except for winning it, of course, because Goto won it. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it was a fine match. Uh, not really anything to mention. Uh, it was just, you know, the, the, that was it. Goto wins. Moving along. 
we've got Moxley versus Jay White, and now this is an important match because people are going to get eliminated if Moxley does not win this fight. And Jay White has been, you know, uphill battling this entire time because he lost his first three matches. Uh, but th- this this match this match was good. Um, Mox just doesn't waste any time. Like it immediately, just starts blasting Jay White before the bell rings. Um, <laughs> I like that Moxley has been the only person that's brought tables into the equation this entire tournament. And I think maybe it might be fun if someone else brought brought one out at some point. But every match, every match that he's been in, like he pretty he pretty much straight away goes for the table. And uh, I I I've liked that about this tournament so far. Uh, however, the table <laughs> didn't get any love. Gato picks up the table and just runs runs up the ramp and just runs away. Just gets it far, far away. So the the table is now gone for the rest of the match. But just wa- watching Gato run, I, I've never seen that happen before. Watching him run away with with an entire completely like table that's already like unfolded uh, was was just very, very funny to me. Uh I I like watching Jay White have to wrestle a match. And it's I think it's starting to get to that point in this tournament where he's, you know, going to have to wrestle. Uh and and he did he did in this match. Uh, there you know a lot of a lot of good stuff. I'm you know Jay Jay White has his has his arsenal of moves and you know he more or less did all of them. Uh, I there, I don't really think there was anything like super, you know, super standouty about this match. It, it was a good match. Uh, Moxley did a release suplex, and I always like those, like because you go flipping and <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I don't see a, a super ton of release suplexes, and it's always just fun to watch Moxley just fucking throw out a random move. Uh, so he does that. Uh. Rocky Romero, stop calling every fucking DDT John Moxley does a Death Rider. Just fucking stop it. It's not, and it doesn't make me think that it's more dangerous because it just stop. Just fucking stop calling everything a, a fucking Death Rider. Uh, Mox takes a low blow and brass knucks to the face. Still kicks out. Uh, that you know, I that gave me a pop. That, that got me like, ooh, okay, this match. There's some things still happening. Uh, however, the tides were definitely, you know, starting to turn against Moxley, and it's almost like he could tell that that was happening. <laughs> He's just down on his knees, and he just gives Jay White a big double barrel fuck you, uh, and, you know, White goes through his finishing motions and, and gets the job done. Uh, a reluctant Red Shoes looks... <laughs> disappointed that he no he knew he was going to have to make the three count and just like hands on his hips went down to one knee one two three he just it, there was disappointment etched on his face and I I kind of like that <laughs> and uh, so yeah three points for Jay White who is making good on his promise to uh, win all of his remaining matches and now that uh, Mox did not win this thing, uh, really nobody uh, is getting too eliminated at this point. I mean, everyone is uh, pretty much evenly matched for the uh, B block. Uh, you know, I think the only person in danger of being eliminated was uh, Shingo Takagi. And he's in our next match. And it's the main event of the night versus uh, Tetsuya Naito. So, according to the... Uh, an- announcers. Uh, Naito's has very mixed results in Osaka. Uh, not tonight, though. This crowd was going nuts for Naito. Uh, uh, too much so. <laughs> uh, and and I'll I'll elaborate by what I mean by that uh, in just a little bit. Uh, so. This match just had an impressive, an impressive opening reversal sequence. Like both of these dudes were fast. Like it, it, it's like right, right when usually an opening reversal sequence happens, like they did like ten more reversals. Uh, they, they good, very good. Uh, 
one of the one of the reversals that happened in that sequence that I really liked was a uh, uh, Shingo go uh, ha- has Naito in a wheelbarrow, uh, and and it looks like he was about to uh, uh, bring him up for a uh, suplex, and Naito popped out of it and reversed it into an arm drag, and it looked very cool. I I liked that a lot. Um, also. Uh, you know what? Maybe Bonesaw might subscribe to this, but I like having to watch Naito wrestle. Uh, he's uh, some of his more recent matches have been uh, just very good, and th- this one especially. Uh, so they they go through their opening stuff, and then you know Shingo gets dumped to the outside, and you know. Tri- I I appreciate Kevin Kelly that you still act surprised by the by the tranquilo. I'm not. I know as soon as someone else is on the outside, he starts running. That's fucking it. <laughs> it's still funny every single time, but not to Shingo Takagi because he immediately chucks a chair into the ring and it hits Naito in the head. I don't know if he meant to do that or not, but it happened, and that's how I'm gonna remember it. Uh, just. Very good match went on. Uh, people were going nuts for Naito. Uh, but I gotta say, like, Shingo Takagi was just wrestling so good in this fucking match. Hardly getting any love from the crowd. People were going fucking unhinged for Naito. If they were, if they were, uh, if they were t- chanting for him, it was drowned, drowned out by the Naito chants. Um, some great things that he did. Uh, a pop-up Death Valley driver. It looked awesome. <laughs> uh, oh, he did a fucking wheelbarrow suplex onto Naito into the fucking turnbuckle. That looked fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> Naito goes for a super Kanrana and Shingo catches him. And then that was good because I was like, oh, God, what what's going to happen here? Because I was almost hoping that he was maybe going to uh, not not release Naito and do like a like a, a version of like a super styles clash. And I was I, I was getting ready for it. I thought that's what was going to come up. And I was like, oh, man, because uh, that would have that would have been very cool. Uh, but he didn't. Uh, finally, Naito did get the, the Super Kanrana and then immediately does a fucking reverse Rana like right right after they both stand up. Uh, and it, uh, it looked nasty. Uh, God, just fuck, dude. Naito's moves. Naito's got a good move set, man. Like I. I, I like to see him have to, you know, dig down and stuff. Uh, he hits a Destino, and now the, the the crowd is just going fucking berserk. Uh, kick out. Uh, but unfortunately, after the second Destino, Shingo did not kick out, and that's a win for Naito. Uh, and a match of the night. Uh, uh, for sure. Naito and Shingo, uh, uh, they, really, they really did that one right. Uh, in in the post match promo, Naito says, "I'm looking forward to facing you again one day, Cabron." <laughs> and then and then finally the fucking crowd gives it up for Shingo, and they they start they start chanting for him. Uh, man, it, it was it was a great match. Uh, uh some post match musings. Uh, here here's some highlights from the from the uh, from the uh, post matches throughout throughout the night and uh uh so uh, Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> now that we're done with the actual action, uh he calls uh Los Ingobernables Los Dickheads. <laughs> just, just fucking oh my god, he's cheeky. He calls Bushi a chode. <laughs> And then he starts, and then he starts making fun of Kota Ibushi, uh, because they're facing each other uh, on nights. Uh, oh God, so many nights. Night fifteen, they're they're facing each other, uh, and he's like, he's just making fun of him. Oh, but Zach, my my ankle hurts. I've got a dodgy ankle. <laughs> just, uh, he's so very British. It, it, it is funny. 
and uh, finally, o- Okada just <laughs> just being being sassy. Okada, uh, k- kind of a-, a little annoyed that he had to face off uh, against Young Lions. He, he called them punks, <laughs> and then he uh, he calls evil a bastard. <laughs> Because he thought he thought he'd be kind of like getting a taste of evil that night, and he's just like, "If you think you could beat me just because Sonata did, you're dead wrong, you bastard." I <laughs> uh, love Sassy Okada. He he's he's the greatest. And I hope you enjoyed our sass tonight, or my sass for the second half if you stuck around long enough. Uh, we're gonna be back at it here really soon again, uh, with round eight, and we're, we're getting into, uh, we're getting into the, uh, final days of the tournament here. We got, uh, we got two more weekday events, uh, we got semifinals on the weekend and the f- final on Monday, uh, it's, it's coming up. So, uh, just to, uh... Get over the uh, the points here really quick, and then uh, we'll take off. Uh, for the B block, we got Juice Robinson with six points. Respect women, Juice Robinson. Respect them. Don't call them bitches. They don't deserve that, even if they're hypnotized <laughs> by Tai Chi. Uh, Mox still at ten. Uh, he's he's looking. He's he's still feeling confident. He just knows he's got to dig down. Toro Yano at six. Ishii at 8, Goto at 8, Shingo still has 4 points, and unfortunately he's eliminated. Uh, Jeff Cobb at 6, Naito at 8, Jay Waito at 8 also, and Taichi at 6. Ball's still up in the air, uh, especially if Mox suffers another loss. It's uh, anyone's game. Uh, Yeah, that's that's about it uh, for, for Bonesaw. Rest in peace until he... (laughs) <laughs> makes it makes it back to the next one. Uh I'm Daniel Solorzano. Take her easy. Yeah.